0: I'm not sure how I met Dr. Michael Lewis, but it was a life-altering meeting some years ago when I wrote about he and his book and his many books and his life. He writes in his new book, Getting Wiser, 101 Essential Life Lessons and Inspiring Stories, he writes about a man named Bill Veck. During my professional career, I have worked with some unforgettable personalities, Michael Jordan, Dennis Rodman, Phil Jackson, to name but three. But no one was more multifaceted and captivating than Bill Vecch. I-, I might say the same thing about you, Dr. Michael Lewis. You are uh, a renaissance man of the highest order. And I don't really, that phrase doesn't—it uh, <laughs> doesn't really apply much to people in 2023, but you are. You're a great photographer. Krista Flores can attest to that because she now has some of your books. Uh, tell me about this book. Mike, you're going to be here the whole hour. W- what's the seed of this book? Obviously, it's the many people you've met in your in your multifaceted career, and you you learn from all of them, yes?
1: Well, thank you, Rick. It is a great honor to be with someone described as Chicago's greatest living journalist who said that so
0: who was that cory
1: franklin said that who said that many people have said that <laughs> so my question my first so i know you're supposed to interview me but i want to and interview that's generally you generally
0: nature of the show michael but go ahead
1: uh so how do you cope with being described as chicago's uh greatest living
0: journalist I don't I don't pay any attention to it and I get if I get up and am and I'm breathing and walking I think okay I'm alive. Uh I don't care about being Chicago's greatest journalist it doesn't uh, get me any money. It has been a satisfying life and every day I get to uh exercise my curiosity and that's that's prize enough. Titles don't mean anything to me. So I'm totally unless with, I am named the new police superintendent of the city of Chicago <laughs> then I then I'll have to do some real thinking about that.
1: So I'm totally with you on that. Thank you so much for inviting me. The book Getting Wiser is a book of where I asked 101 people that I've met and you and I have been so blessed in our lifetime no to meet. No question. Met no question so many interesting uh inspiring people world class athletes remarkable people so i asked 101 of those people uh one question what is one life lesson you would pass on to the next generation mm. and uh so that was 101
0: uh, life lessons. Were, were all the people you asked, I, I would think on some level, some would be oh the hell with you Michael, I don't know, that's too complicated I haven't got time were they all responsive?
1: Well that's interesting virtually everybody uh, to my surprise was excited about the project and was uh uh, interested to participate and these were all people that i knew there were several people who were actually quite humble uh about being asked and uh some surprising people
0: uh, well, one of the things let me ask you this in that little thing i read about bill veck who is a, a god and hero of mine Bill Veck didn't write this short thing. This is your no, there, take there on Bill and his No, there are a few
1: people life. in the book that I – everyone in the book were people that I know, knew and had a close relationship with, right, right. but there were a few people who had passed on, mm-hmm. and Bill Veck was someone that I had spent uh, seven years with from 1975 to 1981 when he was – the owner of the Chicago White Sox. And people very frequently ask me, who was the most remarkable person in sports that you've met? And they assume that I'm going to say Michael Jordan Jordan, or Dennis Rodman or Phil Jackson. But the answer, as far as the most creative, multifaceted person, is Bill Veck. And... A reason is, is that he was extraordinarily creative. He was the person who invented the exploding scoreboard. He invented taking a bow after a home run. Mm-hmm. He put names on Jersey. people's uniforms, uh, 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 you know, on the back of their uniforms. Uh,
0: he had a midget come to bat.
1: He had a midget. Uh, that that didn't
0: to, stick in baseball. That's something that was a one-time kind of right, thing. Right, which was a one-time <laughs> thing.
1: But, but Bill Veck also had a great sense of humor. He was the owner of the St. Louis Browns when they had the lowest uh, attendance in the league. And one day someone called, an example of his sense of humor, one day call- someone called and said, we would like tickets to the Saturday afternoon game. So Bill Vick answered the phone and he said, "How many in your people in your and party?" And he said, yeah. Six. Yeah. And uh he said, "Well, what time would be convenient
0: for you?" So was a- Bill also, I mean Bill was a, a voracious reader. He is a man who lost a leg uh in the war. And did not let him bother him too much he had an ashtray in his in his well uh,
1: on that on plate. that point yeah the first time bill Vec is uh as you've uh, mentioned rick uh had a wooden leg which he lost in the war and he cut a hole in his wooden leg and the very first time i saw him use that hole that he cut out in his wooden leg as an ashtray my
0: eyes almost popped out of my head uh Especially, a, especially you being a doctor, saying, well, you know, Bill, maybe you shouldn't be smoking, first well, of all. Well, Bill Veck, we had a party for, for Bill Vec, and he had two rules.
1: One was, I'll stay here as long as you want, but you just need to keep my cigarette lit and my beer can filled. filled. So Bill was a man who four, smoked four cigarettes a day and drank 12 cans of beer
0: a day. You mean four packs of cigarettes. Four a packs of cigarettes yeah. a day. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: and, uh, <laughs> and, and anyway, it was just an extraordinary
0: uh, human being. Well, that's one of the great things about this this book, Dr. Michael Lewis. Uh, there are many, many, many extraordinary. You have Lev Wiesel I- in here, for goodness sake. Any book that contains Bill Lev Ellie Wiesel, and Art Shea, is a book you should read. We have to take a short break. We're going to keep Michael Lewis here this entire hour, so please stay tuned. Welcome back. We're talking to Dr. Michael Lewis, who is uh, also a uh, extraordinary photographer, a, a terrific author. He runs a book club. He he does a million different things. He's speaking He's being flown down to Houston to speak somewhere there. You'd have to be flown to Houston, as far as I'm concerned, because I'm not fond of that town. Uh, but his latest book is called Getting Wiser. It's a collection of 101, what he calls, essential life lessons and inspiring stories. We were just talking about Bill Vack, and the book. mentioned that Art Shea, the legendary photographer, is also in here. So is Michael Jordan, Jerry Krause. Uh, some names you will not know, but you will you will come to know them in reading the book. I mean, you know the name John Calloway. You may not know the name Corey Franklin, uh, who is in the book as well. Uh, Mike McCaskey. <laughs> this is a obviously for you, Michael Lewis, a labor of passion and. Some love, but it's also you must have learned a great deal—not just about these people, but about yourself—in putting this book together. Yes, absolutely,
1: and uh, and and I have to say, Rick, I, for those who didn't read the Chicago Tribune today, you had a beautiful article on on a man named Kent Green, mm-hmm. who
0: is a boxer. Was yeah I guess. Was a boxer. Once a boxer, always a boxer. Right?
1: And uh who boxed with uh, Muhammad Ali beat- and actually beat him yep. as an amateur in a three round uh fight. Golden Gloves boat. In a golden gloves fight. And it reminds me of a very potent story that I heard about uh Muhammad Ali that Ties into my experience with uh, world-class athletes. The story is is that Muhammad Ali, right after when he was 18 years old, he won the uh, an Olympic mm-hmm. gold medal for boxing, and he went back to his hometown in Lexington, Kentucky, Louisville, Louisville. Yeah. Sorry, Louisville, right. Kentucky, and he
0: uh-huh. went
1: into a restaurant that was known uh, to not serve blacks. Mm-hmm. But he went to the counter. He was wearing his Olympic gold medal, and he said, you know, I'm, I'm here to eat. And th- with his Olympic gold medal, they threw him out of the restaurant. Mm-hmm. He was so upset that he immediately walked over
0: to the Ohio River and threw his medal into the ohio river true story true story captured in jonathan eig's amazing book uh ali uh, i'm glad you mentioned that story I, the kent this guy kent green he's now you know a couple months from being 84 years old is is a real remarkable sort of profile in in he doesn't he doesn't you know, tell everybody in the world, "Hi!" I I, I beat up Muhammad Ali. He was the only guy to knock Ali out until George Foreman savagely did so. But that's one of the joys of my life too. I get to meet people like this. I think we should explain, Michael Lewis. How did you know Michael Jordan and Jerry Krause and Bill Wennington? How did you know them?
1: Well, uh, I, I I was just going to say that. One of the lessons from Muhammad Ali is that he turned that anger uh, into something, into positive motivation, which I've seen from other world class athletes, such as Michael Jordan. And I was extraordinarily fortunate to be at the right place at the right time when uh, Jerry Krause, who was a patient in our Orthopedic practice in the Chicago area decided it was time to make a change in the uh, 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 orthopedic uh, consultants Consulting. for the Chi- Chicago Bear, uh, Bulls, and he uh,
0: chose us to be the orthopedic consultants. You got the call, as I remember. You got the, you were driving home, and the the phone in your car rang, and it was Jerry Cross oh. offering you that that job
1: well you've got a great memory rick so i was listening on the radio to uh mama don't let your children grow up to be cowboys your
0: babies grow up and to
1: at be that cowboys. moment jerry Krause <laughs> called and said you're it you're the doctors for the sh- for the world champion chicago bulls so i for about A minute and a half, I was on my way home, I held it in, then I arrived at home, and both of my daughters and my wife happened to be at home. I said, please come out into the backyard, in a very calm voice. They came out into the backyard, and I screamed at the top of my voice, I'm the doctor for the Chicago Bulls! So that was, was a there,
0: that was a wild, wild team. And not only having the best basketball player ever, uh but also a a huge number of personalities. What did you what did you think, uh Michael Lewis, of Jordan and Dennis Rodman and did you feel a part of that championship team family, or was it Oh it,
1: I, very I, I I had a unique perspective, right? Yeah, Rick, no kidding. Uh because I I I was able to establish a close relationship with each of the players, with Phil Jackson the coach, and Phil Jackson and I had many things in common. We both lived in the little town of Bannockburn, Illinois. We both uh we traded books mm-hmm. with each other. Uh, We were interested in uh, Abraham Maslow, a famous psychologist. We both had children in high school. Uh, And even though there was a conflict between uh, uh, Phil Jackson and Jerry Krause, I also had a very close relationship with Jerry Krause. So I had a unique perspective. And also, I kept diary notes Hmm. i learned from my time with bill veck which when i wasn't smart enough to keep diary notes with that amazing man to keep diary notes when notes when i became the bull's doctor so uh that was enormously
0: uh helpful sure what what do you think of rodman
1: well i'll tell you uh my my favorite dennis rodman story uh i i was treating dennis rodman for an injury and two weeks into the this was just before the 1997 playoffs Mm -hmm. and he was assiduously ignoring my brilliant (laughs) advice and by total coincidence and i'm sharing this story with you rick uh 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 Two weeks into the uh, injury, by sheer coincidence, I was passing through the training room, and Dennis Rodman was talking to Steve Kerr about Janis Joplin, a famous rock singer. (laughs) Yeah,
0: so I know who Janis was, yeah.
1: And so I just chimed into the conversation, and I mentioned that I had heard Janis Joplin in concert when I was an intern in San Francisco in 1969. So Dennis Rodman suddenly perked up. You could see the wheels turning, and you could clearly see him thinking, well, maybe this doctor isn't as dumb as he looks, <laughs> and, so
0: because you saw Janis Joplin, Dennis Rodman and took your medical so clearly. Advice. You know, maybe
1: if he was smart enough to go to a Janis Joplin's <laughs> concert, his his medical IQ is better than I thought. So he started paying attention to me, and he got better and was a significant factor in the playoffs. No
0: question. So
1: very few people know that Janis Joplin Joplin. was a serious uh, factor in the Bulls' championship year
0: of that year. The only people who know that are me, Brett Krista, Julian, the producer, and uh, the tens of thousands of listeners we have. Uh, You've been listening to The Voice, and you will after the uh, news at the bottom of the hour, to Dr. Michael Lewis – the book is called Getting Wiser, 101 Essential Life Lessons and Inspiring Stories. Yes, we have the big stars in the book, but when we come back after the news, I want him to talk a bit about uh, Art Shea, uh, who we both knew, uh, about uh, Ellie Wiesel. We might even have a few words to say. Nancy Stevenson's in the book. Uh, Mike McCaskey's in the book. There are enough—the book is star-studded enough to to grab you, and then you will be able to dip into— these are very short. They're a couple pages each, right, Michael? They're just a couple pages each. Uh, if they did not write and be interviewed by Michael Lewis, they uh, he, he writes as he does about Bill Beck from his uh, deep, deep memories of the person. So, after hours, we'll continue after the news, and we'll talk more with uh, Michael Lewis. If we get to your photography, we we might, but then you can come on some other time. We'll have. Krista Flores, the proud owner of some of your photo books, talk about uh, how much she loves them. She hasn't read them yet, so it'll be a few weeks. So please stay tuned. Michael Lewis will be back in a few moments. Uh, My guest and friend, Dr. Michael Lewis, is something of not only a great photographer and a talented writer, the author most recently of Getting Wiser, 101 Essential Life Lessons and Inspiring Stories, He also has this card that he will give to people, as he has given me a couple times. It's kind of his—it's a philosophy card, isn't it, Michael? Be in this moment. Enjoy the journey. Be humble. The wheel of fortune turns. Seek out teachers, mentors, and role models— what's the basis of this these are things you've learned in your life or things you try to follow every day or things you wish people like me would adhere to
1: yeah it's 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 major life lessons i mean my major goal at this stage in life is to uh, acquire as much wisdom as possible and to pass on as much wisdom as possible so that's uh that's an example and one one specific example from that card is uh, Be Yourself. Uh, so when I, I need to mention that uh, the books that uh, I have produced – Oh,
0: yeah. Produced, all of the books – is this seven or eight? There are about seven or eight books you've produced. Yes.
1: That all of the books – the prophets all go to the Himalayan Cataract Project – which and, is? And the reason for that is that a very good friend of mine, Jeffrey Tabin, is an ophthalmology professor at Stanford University. And he goes all over the world performing cataract surgeries and teaching the local doctors how to perform the surgery. So let me see if I can put this into some perspective. My wife and I were in Ghana in 2007, and he he himself performed several hundred procedures, mm. uh, almost a hundred a day. Wow! And the very next day, people who had been blind for years, when the bandages came off, could suddenly see perfectly. They saw their children and grandchildren sometimes for the, for the first, first time. time. Yeah and this is at no cost to them it's twenty five dollars an eye it is the most uh extraordinary bang for your buck that i can imagine and i have to say that uh, i am so honored that uh two friends of mine chris miller and tom broussard both have been so inspired by himalayan cataract project and these books that they have both donated several thousand dollars to the himalayan cataract project so if you buy the books uh there's a direct uh connection to giving the proceeds to the himalayan cataract project it's an extraordinary organization just think about this for a moment my friend Jeffrey Tabin has performed cataract surgery on almost a hundred thousand people. Think of a stadium That's full of people yeah. who were blind and can suddenly see. That is about as miraculous
0: miraculous as it gets. Wow, good. So for you. I did want to make no, uh, no, of course, good for you and good for him. Talk to me about Art Shea, one of the 101 people uh, featured in your book. Getting So Art Wise. Shea
1: is one of the many, many people that you and I have in common. Share, yes. I, I met Art Shea more than 40 years ago. He came to our office to interview me and my partner, William Meltzer, William Meltzer was one of the first people in the country to perform hip replacements, mm. and I was one of the first people to perform knee arthroscopy. And we just connected, and, uh, and he and I uh, uh, developed a very close relationship. He was extraordinarily helpful in, uh, in uh, my photography career. Yeah, Art uh, His wife, Florence, uh, Florence uh, and Art and I spent many, many evenings together, and he spent many hours talking to me about Herman Cogan and his son, Rick Cogan. <laughs> so that was well before I met
0: Rick Cogan. It's <laughs> when the, I was still in diapers, for God's sake. Yes, Rick, uh, Rick no, was Art still was, in diapers. Art was a character, and Art was uh, you know, sort of the chronicler, too, of Nelson Algren, uh they were great, great friends, and, and Art was the keeper of the flame. And I wrote uh, Art's obituary. Tell me about this this uh, book club, uh, Michael Lewis, that you have had for some years now. Well, I've
1: been in a book club for more than 50 years. Wow. Who started the book club? And the book, book club was started by uh, one person, was Maury Kaplan, mm-hmm. who became an, a, a dear friend of mine. Maury Kaplan was was the inventor of the Sealy Posturepedic Mattress wow. and was the, uh, the CEO of that uh, company and was an extraordinary person. When he was uh, – he became a very dear friend and a mentor to me. And when he was 95 and I was in my early uh, – Uh, 70s I was complaining to him one day and he said to me uh, don't be such an old fogey join the 21st century Uh, he also when he was 95 I said uh, I said Maury what's on your agenda and he said at age 95 he, he seriously said You know, I'm feeling very guilty that I haven't read more about George Washington, so I have three books that I'm reading about George Washington. Uh, Wow. So Maury Kaplan is an extraordinary human being. And obviously inspires you. And inspired me. Uh, uh, John Calloway was a member of the book club for many
0: years. John has a a,
1: a, uh, a part of this book. Who was in the book and was a... Very dear friend, and I was really honored to give a eulogy at john calloway 's uh, memorial service mm. uh, John Calloway, one of the qualities that I talk about in the book club is curiosity yeah yeah and and John Calloway had curiosity in Spain's in spades he i I once asked him I said, John, is there any area?" That you're, you're not completely curious about and that you're not up on. And he very seriously said to me, Well, you know, I do have to apologize. Uh, I really don't know about as much about hard
0: rock as I should. <laughs> so he never saw Janis Joplin, for God's sake. <laughs> also, in the chapter, in, in the the book is divided into sections. John Calloway is in the section called Inquiring Minds. So is Corey Franklin, and so is your wife, is she not, Valerie? My wife, Valerie. <laughs> How
1: many years? Who, uh, we've been married for almost 50 years. Uh, I met my wife when I was in the Air Force in England, and uh, the first night I met her, she talked to me about being in the British equivalent in the Peace Corps in Ghana, and she mentioned that she uh, thought it would be boring to just, after that experience, to get in a plane and Ride back to uh, in, uh, uh, to London, so she hitchhiked across the Sahara Desert, uh, and then she subsequently uh, lived in Argentina and taught in Argentina and taught in Japan and uh, rode in the Trans-Siberian Railroad across Russia. So, uh, uh, so I fell in love the night that i met her and since that time i have uh, continued to try to be worthy of her
0: well, you're worthy of a lot of stuff. We've got to take one last break, and we will finish off with Michael Lewis. Uh, he has already charmed. Krista Flores and Fred Jackson, they've got to send him notes about his books and everything, but we'll be back in a couple minutes. Welcome back. I have exactly nine minutes left with uh, Dr. Michael Lewis, the author most recently of Getting Wiser. One hundred and one essential life lessons and inspiring stories. Do uh, you still practice medicine, Doctor Lewis? Once a doctor, I, always a doctor. But uh, well,
1: I I loved being a doctor. I thought I would be a doctor forever, but uh, COVID had yeah. different ideas. Yeah. So I uh, uh, fortunately had, unfortunately, had to. Transition to other meaningful uh, activities, which has worked out very well. No question. But I've loved being a doctor. But since we have such limited time, I just wanted to uh, say say whatever you want. Say a couple of things. One, I know you're a famous golfer, Rick. Well, I know that you have a lot...
0: COVID sort of closed down my career, too, but go ahead. But I know that
1: you and uh, Tiger Woods have a lot in common and that you both play with broken bones. Uh But uh, but I I just wanted to tell you about my dad, uh, since, as you mentioned before, I grew up in Houston, Texas. Uh, In the 50s, famous golfers, uh, even... A Jimmy DeMerit was sure. a famous golfer who sure. lived in Houston who won the Masters very but golfers had to hustle. Oh my god, yeah. So yeah. so my dad once played Jimmy DeMerit. Jimmy DeMerit the hustle was For Jimmy DeMerit played yeah. uh every shot with a 3 iron and every shot on one leg. My dad was very <laughs> proud of himself. He shot an 81. And Guess Jimmy, what, Jimmy Demerit shot in eighty a uh,
0: seventy nine. Wow, wow! How much did your dad lose? Uh,
1: uh it,
0: it probably cost. Family me, secret. Yeah, family, Fam, secret. family secret. Family secret. But
1: I do want to. I mean, there's so many th- more things, and of, I, of
0: course, I, you can come back on anything. I, You've charmed s- the entire thank staff. You. Here. I do
1: hope we can come back, but I do want to. I do want to end with an amazing story, because I. When I think about my my life and I think about so many well-known people that I've known who've influenced the lives of thousands, again, each of us, if I want to leave one lesson with everyone, it's that each of us can influence one person at a time. And one of the profound stories that I heard recently was a hair stylist wrote on his card daymaker and the idea was that you know you'll come and see me and I'll make your day do a nice yes. job and make your day so one day this person a person came in who'd been a regular customer and came in and uh, and he he said is everything all right and she said yes everything's fine but he just had a feeling that there was something, something off. wrong anyway he was just very much in the moment and he particularly uh, gave her a particularly loving shampoo and a very nice uh hair uh, stylist and you know end of story except two days later She called him and said, I wanted you to know that when I came to see you, I had planned after I saw you to commit suicide. for God's sake, yeah. And you were so loving, and you were so in the moment, and I so felt your presence that it changed my life. It transformed my life. And it's all because of you. So I would like to leave our audience with that message, that uh, just perform acts of kindness without expectation of anything in return, and you can never imagine what the impact might be.
0: That's a great message, Michael. I want to end this show by asking, what is your next book? What You are among the most project-filled people I know. I know you got a book club meeting this week, but what what is beyond that? This, this book, Getting Wiser, 110 Essential Life Lessons and Inspiring Stories. I'm sure you're out promoting that, and you're going to Houston to talk about that, and other places. What are you thinking about for your next book?
1: Well, before I answer that question, I just want to tell you that our mutual friend... uh, Which one this time? uh, Oh, my gosh, we have so many, do. Corey Franklin, Mm -hmm. we're going to be discussing his book, which I highly recommend to our audience, Cook County ICU. Corey Franklin was the uh, uh, medical director of the Cook County ICU for 30 years. He... Is the kind of doctors that you and I always hope that we would have. Exactly. He's a wonderful writer. He's written for the Chicago Tribune. He for, does a lot
0: of yeah. He does a lot of editorial. Page, of, writing.
1: a lot of Ed. editorial writing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I do want to recommend his book. Uh, Your next book? I think maybe my next book will be uh, uh, the uh, the. The uh, Wit and Wisdom of Rick Cogan.
0: <laughs> well, that won't sell. Uh, Michael, it's a pleasure to know you. I still don't know. Did we meet through Marge Benton, or how do you... How do we? So, Mar-
1: Marjorie Benton, you and I first met... Uh, it was
0: at some event. At it night. was it's an event,
1: and it was with Richard Shea... Who is uh, a very talented photographer? Art's son, who Art is Art son. son, and we met at Marjorie Benton at a uh, event honoring Marjorie Benton, who's one of the most extraordinary That's people right. that I've ever That's met. Right? She is the was the UN ambassador to UNICEF. Mm-hmm. She was head of Save the Children Foundation. She was extremely instrumental in uh, Paul Farmer's Partners in Health uh, organization building a hospital in Haiti.
0: Right, right. Uh,
1: she, uh, her family is involved in the Benton Foundation, which is involved in uh, 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 having Internet access to all people right she is in her 80s and she works 16 hours a day she's one of the most extraordinary people i know and that's that was how you and i first yeah. met
0: it's just another favor I owe, Marge Benton. Uh, once again, this this uh, fascinating man who's been sitting next to me trying to grill me about my golf game. Uh, Kenny Weiser, 101 Essential Life Lessons and Inspiring Stories. His next book will not be about me, but you should buy this current book. Michael, thanks so much for coming in, and thanks for just being you. Thank you, Rick. This is such a treat.